You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due! Welcome to another edition of the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dylan Thomas, and today we're going to talk about the clustering illusion. So imagine you're flipping a coin, and you're flipping it like maybe 20 times, and suddenly you get a run of like four heads in a row, right? And you think, okay, something's happening here, right? This, something's off, right? Um, fact of the matter is, if you got four heads in a row, the odds of that happening in 20 flips are 50-50, the same as any one of those flips, right, being heads or tails. Um, it's not actually unusual. It's not a clustering of any kind. It's just random. It just doesn't look random. And the fact of the matter is we're just bad at random. We're not good at understanding when things are actually random or actually, you know, unusual. Um, in fact, if it went from heads to tails and heads to tails back and forth for the entire, like, 20 flips, that would actually be weird. That would actually be against, like, a random, you know, um, uh, dispersion, like something was is off there. Um, so, uh, and it just goes back to, we're just, you know, bad at understanding probability and bad at understanding what is actually random and what's not. Um, and part of this has to do with, like, how we view like large amounts of data versus small amounts of data. So over a series of 20 coin flips or over a series of all the baskets made during a basketball game, like when we see a run of something, we're hard, we're, we're not good at understanding like how that fits into the larger context that if you zoom out, you know, far enough, you can understand if something's really random or not. But if you just focus in on a really little part of it, you get you can get skewed. So one of the original kind of studies around um, clustering illusion is this thing called the hot hand fallacy. And they looked at um, like uh, free throws or just basketball games. So one of them was, in fact, the 70 Philadelphia 76ers. I do this podcast out of, you know, Philly. So yay 76ers that's that's a whole other story but they looked at the 76ers um 1980 to 81 season and any like clusters that they found actually fit a you know a perfectly random pattern like there was nothing there that went outside of just chance and um they also looked at the boston celtics and they took a look at two seasons worth of free throws and they saw that if someone made their first free throw the odds of them getting the next free throw were 75%. If they did not make the free throw, the odds of them making the next basket were, wait for it, 75%, right? It didn't matter, right? There's no such thing as a cluster when it comes to those sorts of things. It's just the same every time. Um, but it can look like that, right? And, you know, we're humans. We like to see patterns and things. We like to think that we can predict what's going to happen based on what we just saw. Um, there's another example with um, V2 rockets in London during World War II. Uh, they sort of looked at this is going way back. This was a study that they did in like 1946, like shortly after the war. And people would look at maps of where those rockets hit in London and think they saw a pattern, right? And, you know, they were trying to, you know, determine strategy based on this. But the fact of the matter was, if you actually took it as a statistical sample, it really just was random. I mean, like it, it, it fit a random pattern. There's a lot of variations on this, including this one called the uh, Texas Sharpshooter Fallacy, which kind of reverse engineers our desire to see patterns. So basically, it's you know the story of a uh, person just takes a shot at a whole bu- at a um, like uh, 
like the broadside of a barn, basically, and um, looks for where they like got a few shots off, like close together, and then draws a target around that cluster, and then claims to be a sharpshooter. Right? It's sort of saying, "Well, look, look how close I got." But that's that's how that works because that's how we view things. Like we assume that the cluster is, you know, the target. That there's intent behind that. Uh, there's another variation called the gambler's fallacy, and it has to do with, you know, if we see a run of things or a lack of a run of things, we tend to make predictions based on that, right? So if, like, you've got, you know, like, you are got a run and, like, you know, you're making, you know, all, all sevens or you're making, okay, I'm bad at gambling, but you're making a lot of the same thing, like a lot of winning hands or whatever, um... You will assume that, okay, I gotta, like, that's actually gonna run out. Like, you get afraid, like, okay, there's only so many of these, it's like, I, I gotta, like, you know, play while it's hot. And, but the reverse is true, too. Like, if you have a whole bunch of losing hands, you assume, okay, I'm due, right? Or as people get this sometimes with sports teams, it's like, oh, they're due, right? They've had so many bad seasons, they're due. That actually starts to get into a whole other bias called the just world fallacy, which we will get into later. But um, that, that's a big one. But but it, but it's this notion that again, if you're looking at a small run of things, that's telling you something about the larger whole, when in fact it's really not. Um, and we're really bad at understanding the difference between the two because we're just you know we're short-sighted thinkers. It's very hard for us to really take a, a bird's eye view and look at like the whole picture. Uh, so anyway, that's one that, um, you know, even in my own life, I kind of remember, like in my in my college years, I was I was not great at dating, and <laughs> there's a lot of rejection there, and I began to fall into the same kind of like fallacy around thinking, oh, like oh, like this sort of like I'm never gonna find anybody, kind of like you know hopeless thinking, and you sort of get to a point where you stop wanting to even ask people out because like the last four times this happened, this must be like the larger whole, right? You're sort of taking the one thing. And I had a friend, I remember, who kind of told me like, look, like if you could put odds on this thing, the odds are actually the same every single time. They're, they don't change based on what's come before, um, which was helpful to me to a certain extent. It sort of helped me like, you know, chill out about, you know, being rejected. But, um, but yeah, like that, this, this takes place like in our, in our daily lives, in our personal lives. We, we, we fall, you know, it's a fallacy that we fall for, like in all sorts of different ways. Um, so anyway, that's for the uh, clustering illusion. So don't don't be fooled by like small amounts of data, right? Look at the bigger hole. And um, we will tackle another one next week for the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dylan Thomas, and uh, we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.